0: Traffic is pretty nice right now. Obviously, it's 10 o'clock, but on Friday, it could be like a parking lot here. That's why the city is taking some precautions. Instead of sitting in traffic, workers could enjoy their coffee at home it will not be fun that's what mayor steve adler is encouraging employers to do in his e-newsletter which said let people work from home on friday traffic downtown on friday is just going to be an absolute zoo adler said not only will be friday traffic but it's also south by southwest and of course that news
1: report may seem fairly unexciting more of a public warning against bad traffic for south by southwest than anything else but to me it was a profoundly surprising bit of news As someone who has worked remote since 2014, I could not believe that remote working had reached the point where the mayor of a city like Austin, Texas, would so casually recommend that employers allow workers to work from home for the day. Think about that for a second. If we're at the point where it's not weird that the city recommends remote work for a day, then there is a major change in the way we work. And yet, I have not seen much coverage or products that address this wave of people moving from office jobs to remote work. So I set out to understand... What's it like for other people working home day to day? What problems have been created by this change to remote work? And what opportunities exist to fix these problems? I'm Luis, and this is Market Ready Startup. There is a revolution taking place right now. It's going on all around us in places that we work, and a lot of us, a lot of people aren't even aware that it's going on. The revolution I'm referring to is the remote working revolution. For those of you who have not heard of remote working before, perhaps you've heard the terms telecommuting or teleworker, referring to somebody who on occasion uh, works from their house, or perhaps even in one of your workplaces, a mysterious person who seems to get work done, but you've never met in person and Perhaps suspect that they don't even really exist. Well, it may sound a bit dramatic to say there's a revolution taking place. The stats do show that there is a seismic shift happening around remote work. According to a 2017 survey by Global Workplace Analytics, 50% of all U.S. jobs are compatible with remote working. 20 to 25% of the U.S. workforce already works remote with some frequency. 80 to 90% of workers say they'd like to work from home at least part time. Let that sink in. And in 2017, 3.7 million Americans work from home at least half the time.
2: Oh, gosh. Um, I like so much about it. It allows me to be the most productive version of myself. Um, I'm not a morning person. But because I work internationally, I'll wake up and I'll take early morning calls, like 6.30 calls, um, because that's when I need to be talking to people. But then I can do my work a little later in the day. I can work into the evening. Um, so the flexibility kind of allows me to hit my most productive time zone. when I And when I'm in that zone, I get the most done. So I think one of the main things is flexibility. Another thing is productivity um and also i don't think my company knows but i will take my computer and get on an airplane and go see family and friends and work from there um and if i'm sitting by the pool or if i am on the beach or if i'm at my mom's house in her backyard it doesn't matter where i am so long as i get the job done so um travel is important to me and this allows me to kind of mix travel and work at the same time
1: that was molly She works for one of the biggest tech companies on earth and has been working remotely since 2013. Molly mentions that increased productivity and increased flexibility are two of her favorite aspects about working from home. This sentiment was echoed in every single one of my interviews, which shines a massive spotlight on arguably the two biggest benefits to employees who work from home. They take command of their schedule and in doing so get more work done than in an office setting the increase in productivity may be counterintuitive to some folks. So let me give you an example of how someone becomes more productive by working from home.
0: You know, it allows for a lot of brainstorming time. Um, I tend to think of my best idea just, you know, walking around and um, listening to, you know, energetic music. Um, and that's just not something I would have felt comfortable doing Um Going into an office every day, um, you know, just the the thought of like my employer, you know, wondering, you know, why is Matt walking around so much?
3: You know, <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I mean, I get my work done, and actually, I I probably I probably work more, um, or I should say, I get I get more done working from home than I ever did in the office.
1: That was Matt, a senior applications developer who works for a giant telecom company. I thought his answer about brainstorming was really interesting, but it hits at a larger topic which echoes what Molly said in her interview. Working remote allows people to be the most productive version of themselves. They no longer have the constraints of an office setting, in particular the rigid schedule and the need to look busy in front of coworkers. So people who work from home work in a more focused manner while taking advantage of some of the lifestyle benefits that come with working remotely. From the interviews, commonly mentioned benefits were things like increase in travel, the ability to run errands or schedule appointments much easier, ability to focus on eating healthier and sticking with a workout routine, spending less time in traffic, and generally making the daily work-life balance better.
2: Sometimes I'm spending hours and hours at home by myself with nothing much for company other than, yeah, maybe a radio.
3: I'll avoid too many distractions. (laughs) i you know, the, the same thing about the, the good things, You know the ability to get up and grab a snack, the ability to go and take a break, there's just way too many uh, distractions. And um, one is i just my waistline because I'm always snacking throughout the day, but uh, I'm unlimited amount of food, but it's also just um, uh, you have to be really disciplined. And I think also um, you have to really set aside a dedicated workspace, which I don't have. I, I basically have a coffee table that, Adjust up and down, and so I sit on my sofa and work and the problem with that is, and I do have a desk, but I don't use it
2: ergonomically, I've done a lot of research on how to make myself less exhausted by my job, just in terms of managing health and wellness while I do it. Um, I also think in terms of time, I have to block time for myself to go to the gym or have lunch, even just little things like having lunch. My commute to lunch is uh, 16 steps downstairs, and um, you know, if I'm not careful, I'll work right through it, and then I'll look up and it's 2:45 and I'm thinking, I'm hungry.
1: And now the ugly side of remote work: things as serious as constant loneliness to as seemingly random as forgetting to eat. So let me summarize a few of the constant responses I got throughout my interviews. People who are new to remote work often struggle mightily with finding their daily routine and rhythm. We don't really realize how trained we are to work around a standard 9-to-5 schedule until we have full control over our working day. When should I take lunch? When should I schedule calls? Should I dress like I'm going to the office or just lounge in pajamas? These are all questions remote workers have asked themselves at some point, and there's no playbook or guide when you start working remote. There's a great media opportunity created by this need for remote workers to learn tips and hacks on how to best optimize their daily routines. In the same way that daytime programming on TV is typically geared to stay-at-home moms and the elderly, why has no one seized on the opportunity to create content specific for remote workers? Media companies need to research what content remote workers would want to watch in the middle of the day as they take their lunch, on mental breaks, etc. It's really important that the content is created specifically to address the needs of remote workers. It's likely that they won't be able to watch an hour-long show in the middle of the day, but why not a 20-minute show as someone's taking a mental break? Do remote workers want to laugh and unplug for a few minutes, catch up on news they miss while working? Do they want to learn something new in bite-sized chunks? It's important that content creators are clever and tactical about how to develop programming for remote workers. Maybe they'd be interested in a 20-minute podcast about new business opportunities. Another interesting opportunity that arose from the research is the need for a smart calendar that uses AI and machine learning to understand the daily habits and needs of remote workers and inserts activities or blocks out chunks of time automatically.
0: So since working remotely, uh, I've picked up some different hobbies. Um, I bought bought an electric skateboard, which I really enjoy riding around the different bike trails. Um, And it's, you know, writing, it's a meditative process, <laughs> which I really like. It's just very good at, you know, getting me away from my work, which I need i need to do frequently. Um, and I also picked up flying drones. Uh, I bought this drone, to, you know, that can actually follow me.
1: A comment I heard over and over again was people picking up new hobbies as a result of working remote. Some common new hobbies were cooking, exercising, traveling, reading, and then some more quirky ones like electric skateboarding and drones. This need for new hobbies creates an opportunity to market existing hobby-related products to a market that was previously uninterested. It also creates an opportunity to create new products tailored to the remote worker. Maybe you
3: could invent a um, a headset and a microphone that would perfectly obscure any wind noise so I could go ride my bike while I'm on a... On a
1: phone call. As someone who works at a co working office, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people walking around frustrated and panicked trying to find a quiet place to do a call. I've also had to rearrange an entire day's schedule just to make sure I'm in a quiet area for one call. And while there are certain calls that deal with sensitive or confidential data that require people to be in a quiet room, the vast majority of calls can really be done anywhere. Most of the time, we just want to make sure we seem professional and don't want random background noise disrupting a call. While newer smartphones have good noise reduction built into their microphones, I think remote workers would love a product that effectively eliminated background noise so people don't have to scramble to find a quiet corner to do non-confidential calls.
3: If you think about it, if I'm at work for eight hours a day, and then after work, think about about when you you go to work and you work for eight hours, and then you come back... It's very frequent that you might just veg on the couch and relax and watch a few shows, or certainly at 8 o'clock, you're watching, maybe watching some TV. But now you think about you bringing work from home into that. So now you work working home for eight hours, you grab some dinner at home, and then, uh, unless you go out and do stuff, maybe um, you, know, you have the evening, uh, nightly TV to watch. So now potentially you could be in your home 24 7, when you go to sleep, of course, and you repeat that over and over again. So it's possible that you could be in your home for at least five days or a weekday, 24-7, unless you force yourself to go off and do things outside the house. So I do think that it's something that you need to manage because um, you can easily find yourself um, just being inside way too much.
2: My house is not that large, and it gets really boring sometimes. Just, it just gets monotonous being in my house all day.
1: A comment I heard from pretty much every interview was the monotony of working from the same space every day. There are actually two distinct problems that arise from this. The first is the need for ergonomic furniture at home. Several people mentioned that they routinely work from their couch and sometimes even their bed. Think about how bad that has to be for your body. A lot of people have reacted to this by getting stand-up desks, which is a good start, but it doesn't totally fix the issue and doesn't address the second problem. It's boring to sit in the same furniture all day and all night. Everyone I spoke to mentioned the importance of having a change of scenery throughout the day to avoid going stir-crazy. As Mark mentioned, if you're working a regular 8-hour shift from home and then spend your downtime at home as well, you could be looking at extremely long periods of time in the same space. This could lead to not only boredom, but very negative psychological effects in many people. I believe there is a huge opportunity for furniture design companies to make multifunctional furniture for remote workers who live in apartments, condos, or smaller homes. The idea is to create furniture and interior design concepts that can oscillate between work and play in the same space. Think about all the furniture that's created specifically for college kids in awkwardly spaced dorm rooms. Why is there no equivalent furniture for professionals in awkwardly spaced homework areas? Importantly, I'm not talking about being efficient with space, what I'm talking about is furniture and design that literally changes the whole ambiance of the room once it's modified. If you spend some time researching, you'll find incredible use of multifunctional furniture, but I couldn't find anything that specifically addressed the needs of remote workers trying to avoid boredom. I have absolutely no skill in interior design, but I have no doubt that there are super creative designers that can take essential furniture for homework and transform them into multifunctional pieces that can inspire focus and creativity during the day and rest and relaxation at night. In an ideal world, you can make the furniture smart and integrate it with things like lighting, music, images, and other apps to really create a dynamic environment throughout the day. Bonus points if you can combine the smart furniture with our previously mentioned smart calendar and have the ambiance of the room dictated by your schedule. The big takeaway from this research is that despite a rapidly growing number of individuals moving from office to remote work, it seems like the business community has not caught on to this new market being created right beneath our noses. Founders don't need to come up with radical new technologies to introduce to remote workers. They simply need to look at products and services that already exist, but tailor them to the remote worker who lives on a completely different schedule than most people businesses that see major dips in customers during the 9-to-5 time block should seriously consider coming up with ways to incentivize remote workers to come in during the traditionally dead hours. This can be particularly useful for travel products and services as there are now lots of people that can work from anywhere and have the option of traveling on non-busy seasons. Content creators and hobby-related product makers need to realize that they have an engaged audience of remote workers that are currently mostly forgotten and should tailor products and design content to please the quirky lifestyles of many remote workers. Furniture designers have the biggest short-term upside, as remote workers are mostly working from their existing home furniture, which can be uncomfortable and can make long hours of working from home feel monotonous. The remote work transition, to me, feels very much in its infancy with lots of low-hanging fruit business opportunities still there for the taking. I have no doubt that in the future I can do a part two or a part three of the same topic and the entire landscape will change as founders and businesses begin to realize what a major consumer shift is happening. I hope you have a few new business ideas and that you start doing your own research and refine those ideas until they become market ready. I'm Luis. Thanks. And until next time.